A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. Chidebele Chidebele Udeze leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Thank you, Father. Let your word come to us this evening like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are open with an open heart. With an open mind, we come to you pleading for your visitation, for your touch. Lord, it's not about us. It's about your purpose. Please speak and let your word move us from where we are to where we are supposed to be. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We have a very strange topic to look at today. It is strange not because it is not from the Word of God, but because it contradicts the popular opinion of many people on the subject matter. The topic says, the blessedness of hard work. Can we say it? What is a work? An activity that requires spiritual, mental, and physical effort. Hard work is the art of tirelessly committing a great deal of effort and endurance to a tax with the hope of achieving a desired result. Now, when we say hard work, that is what so many people doesn't want to hear. In fact, the issue of prosperity by giving and it shall be given to you good measure, press down, take, uh, shaking together and all of that. The prosperity by prosperity and uh, by prophecy and favor and all of that has become so common that many, many believers, especially believers, they don't want to think of working hard again. And that is why there are so many, many lapses in the life of believers. And in a time like this, when people are just, you know, lazy, 
they are not doing what they are supposed to do they enter into one need or the other one lack or the other one problem or the other and the next thing is to put the name of the Lord to shame I want you to follow me because this is what the Lord wants to impact on us today and I pray that our eyes will be open to see the blessedness of working hard some time ago we define a hard work as a work that is hard on you that is when you are doing a work and it's not hard on you that work is not hard work now when we talk about work in this context I want us to distinguish it between an ordinary activity that every other person does if you look at that definition again you say the act of tirelessly committing a great deal of effort and endurance to a tax the tax must be defined with the hope of achieving a desired result God is a hard worker and it will interest you to know that the first way he introduced himself to man in the Bible is as a worker. In the beginning, God created. Is a king. He would have started by revealing himself as a king. Is a judge. He would have started by revealing himself as a judge. But he wanted to show us first of all that he is a worker. A creator is a worker. And throughout Genesis chapter 1, he was at work. He worked and sometimes, in fact most times when he finished working, he will look at his work and he will see that what he has done is very good. And he move on to the next work. And not only that, if you read chapter 2 of Genesis Let's read chapter 2 of Genesis verse 1. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1. He says, Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Verse 1. That verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he has made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he has made. Note that his work. Somebody say his work. He ended his work. He, he, he didn't say he ended the work or a work. That is to say, before he set out to work, he, he first of all defined his work and then he began to work on it. And he didn't stop working until he finished his work. When he finished his work, he now rested. Then the next verse, verse 3, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he has rested from all his what? His work. Which God has created and has made. In John chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus spoke and said, my father is working and I am working. King James said, my father walketh 
He tattoo and I walk. Get it from another version. My father is talking about God. That is to say, it was not the work of creation that ended his work. He only rested after creation. After resting for a while, he went to work again. Let's read it from New Living Translation. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. My father is what? Always working. Many, many believers doesn't want to hear or know that work is part of our life. You know, when you talk about favor, eh? the word favor has become a very, I mean, powerful word in recent times. Such that you will see somebody who is not answering favor before. He will just change his name to favor. Because he believed that when you have favor, you will no longer work. But listen, favor only makes a man to work. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10, you hear when Paul, where Paul was saying that even though I am the least of the apostles, eh? even though I am the least of the apostles, but I am whom I am by the grace of God. Now, he said, but this grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But because of that grace, I did what? I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but what? The grace of God which was with me. Favor, we open the door. But you must bend down to walk. Haven't you heard that you have to labor to enter into the rest? Eh? You, you have to labor. So if favor brings rest, for you to enter into it, how you enter into it? By labor, by work. Many people will have open doors, opportunities by favor. When we prophesy and say in one month time somebody is getting a job, that's good. If the person gets the job and he is not working hard, he may lose the job in the next one year. Because nobody wants to employ a liability. Today, God wants to address the issue of hard work among us. Because many of us has been hanging around prophecy. Some of us are doing little and you are satisfied with what you are doing because it's putting food on your table. And you don't have any kingdom vision. You don't want to do anything further to advance the kingdom by hard work. So we have seen that God is a worker. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 29, let's read it together. This also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in walking. That is, the Almighty, the God of heaven, our Father, He is excellent in walking. When He walks, you will see how good, how beautiful the walk is. Now get to verse 5. 
Sing unto the Lord. Why will I sing unto the Lord? He has what? He has done excellent things. And this is known where? In all the earth. He has done excellent things. God is a hard worker. And he will walk and walk until what he's doing has become excellent. And I pray that those of us who are children of God will walk like our father who is always walking. Who will not rest until he has finished his work. God created man to walk. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 he planted a garden. And then in verse 15 the Bible said, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. To do what? To dress it and to keep it. Eh? He put him into the garden to dress it and to keep it. So when God finished creating man, the first thing that he faced the man with is what? Walk. Walk. He gave him a walk. I want you to note that. Just I want you to see, get us verse 8 first. Verse 8 told us that it was God that planted. The Lord God planted a garden. Are you following me? Can you imagine God planting a garden? Planting of a garden, is he a work or not? Eh? He decided to be a gardener. He was planting orange, planting uh, mango, planting all manner of fruits in the garden. After he finished planting them, he now put the man whom he has made in the garden. I now said to the man, go move to verse 15. Your, your food will come from this garden. Just dress it and keep it. Verse 16 now. What did he say to him? He commanded him, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. You are to eat every fruit in the garden. So when he was planting the garden, what does he have in mind? He has in mind the feeding of the man he has created. But he has done most of the work. He just asked the man to do a kind of maintenance and security work in order to have something that is eaten from the garden. Now you can see that before the fall of man in verse chapter 3, this is chapter 2. So God gave man work. Work is not a punishment. Are you hearing me? Work. So many people, and I think right from primary school to secondary school and even to the higher institution level, we have been conditioned. Our mind psychologically has been made to understand that work is a punishment. Because when somebody comes late to school, eh, what, do you, what, what kind of punishment does he give to them? Sometimes we ask you to go and cut a grass. Eh, go and do a work. So when the person is doing the work, you'll be saying, hi, this is a punishment. But listen, if grass grows in the garden and Adam starts weeding it, starts, you know, working on it, is that a punishment? No, this is what you are created. You are created to do a work. There's no other thing that God told the man to do. 
the man he created, he created him to walk. So when you are not walking, you are walking against the purpose of your creation. Many people are idle. Some are doing something, but they are not doing enough. I pray that God will help us today. Now, I want us to know that even when the man failed in chapter 3, if you look at the, 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 the course that God gave man from verse 17 down to verse 19, the one he gave to Adam, you will observe that the, the, the course that God gave as a result of the fall was not on the man. Eh? Verse 17, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of your wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cause is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. Why? Because it's going to bring up thorns and testos for you. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground. Now pay attention here. God said to the, to the man, the ground is cursed. Now, as of the time he was you know, doing this, he has to chase man out of the garden. Now, if man is chased out of the garden and he is hungry, how is he going to eat? Eh? He will have to now start working. He will cultivate. He will now plant his own garden. And God is saying to Adam, is enough for God to say to Adam, the ground is cursed for your disobedience. Because you disobeyed me, because you ate the fruit I commanded not, the ground is cursed. And then that will be enough. Adam will now on his own discover that thorns and testos will come up. Are you following me? He would have discovered it, but you know why God was giving him the detail is still out of love. He's telling him that since you don't want to obey me and enjoy the garden I planted by myself, now you are going to go out and plant. But let me give you wisdom on how you will continue to eat. You will now have to eat by toil, by sorrow, by sweat. Now, that is to say, when you are working, because the ground is cursed, you have to put more work, hard work, in order to get something to eat. Are you following me at all? That is to say, God was trying to provide solution. Trying to tell the man that in the garden, you don't, you are not doing hard work. Eh? You are not working hard because everything has been done. Just cut, clear, dress it and keep it, watch over. But now, you are going to work harder in order to be able to eat since you will have to cultivate the ground that has problem. Are you getting it? Now, when God decided to redeem man, I want you to note that even after salvation and redemption, is he redeemed us unto good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained before that we should walk in them. So even in Christ Jesus, you are to do works. 
One of the blessedness of work or hard work is that man should eat from his work. That is why there are some scriptures we are going to read quickly in Psalm 128 verse 1 and 2. Say, Blessed is he that feareth the Lord and walketh according to his commandments. Verse 2. He said, For thou shalt eat the what? The labor of your hands. Thou shalt eat from the labor of your hands. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. He that tilleth his land shall be what? Satisfied with bread. For he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. Now, even when Jesus was sending the disciples, Luke chapter 10, from verse 4, carry neither purse, nor scrip, nor shoes, and salute no man by the way, move. And into whatsoever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. Next verse. And if the son of peace be dead, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall return to you again. Next verse. And in the same house remain. Doing what? Eating and drinking such things as they give. Why? For the laborer is worthy of his... uh, The laborer, the workman, is worthy. When Paul was repeating it in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13... He said that those who serve at the altar, they live from the altar. And even so, Jesus has commanded that those who preach the gospel should also what? Live by the gospel. So, you can see that God's intention is that we will eat from our work. And Paul commanded the Thessalonians. He said, he that does not work should not what? Don't eat too. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. If you read it from verse 6. Get me maybe NIV. He said, now we command you brethren in this name of our Lord Jesus to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. Keep away. Don't associate with every brother that is what I do. Move on. For you yourself know how you ought to follow our example. We we are not idle when we were with you. Next verse. Nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we walked how? Night and day. Laboring and toiling. Somebody say, walked Night and day, laboring and toiling. Say it. Keep it there. Don't move. Worked night and day. Some of us, once you finish working in the day, what happened in the night? You are sleeping. Some of us, if we want to describe your work, we can't call it work. Not talking of labor and then toil. 
laboring and toiling. And I hope you know that this author is not telling lies. Laboring and toiling. We worked night and day. Laboring and toiling. Move on. Verse 8. Nor did we eat any man's food without paying for it. That is to say, from their work, they have what to pay for what they are eating. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. Next verse. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. What is the rule? If any man will not walk, he shall not eat. Is a rule, is a law, is a commandment for believers. If you don't walk in a day, you are not qualified to eat that day. There are sometimes you see some of us, you say, I don't have work. You are not doing anything. From morning to night, you are not doing anything. You are not qualified to eat that day. Is a law for believers in the Bible. If any brother, and the Bible says, don't associate with such a person. It's as serious as that. If anybody does not walk, he is not qualified to eat. Because God has ordained that your eating should come from your what? From your work. It's a shitting to other people to eat when you have not worked. Excuse me, the principle of shitting is what? What is the principle of shitting? Eh, when a student enters the exam hall, he didn't work before the exam. You know the kind of work a student should do before he enters the exam? He didn't do any work like that. He just entered the exam and began to, you know, cheat, collect from people who have worked and start writing. The same principle of collecting money from people. I have my uncle. I am in a deed now. Let me call this my brother. Let him send something to me. Listen, get out of that house and walk. Don't tell me I don't have anything to work. Do you, how many of you are aware that if you get a one bag of pure water, aqua rafa, and sell it, at the end of the sale, you may get up to 400 naira again. Or from 200 to 400 naira again. Just selling one bag. And before you do that in a day, you may come back with 2,000 naira. And some of, at the end of the one month, you are having up to 60,000 naira. But some believers, they don't even have transport money to come for discipleship program. Because they will not work. They are only depending on people. You need to learn that. And the time of idleness is over. We must rise up to work. Do you know what they call parasite? What is a parasite? Eh? He's not working. He's just, you know, enjoying the, the, the labor of other others. No! It's against the purpose of God. Now move to the same first Thessalonians chapter four, verse eleven to twelve. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse eleven. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with what? This is an instruction to believers. Believers, we don't just speak in tongues only. We are not just chanting and worshipping. 
after speaking in tongues, after chanting, after worshipping, you get down to work with your hands. Get down to your business. Take it serious. Paul said, even as a full-time preacher, he was still working day and night, laboring and toiling. You, you are sleeping in the night. In the day, you are still sleeping. Eh? Then, next verse. So that your daily life will win the respect of outsiders. And so, you will not be dependent on what? On anybody. You will not be dependent on anybody. Listen, if you are depending on anybody, you are, you are not sick. Go to hospital. One brother went to hospital the other day and came back and was telling me what he saw. He said he didn't know that health is, is, a, is a powerful gift. Eh? He said he saw a lot of people and even the hospital attendants were telling you come the following week. They are not even, and people are sick. Now you are not sick. You wake up in the morning, you are healthy. And then you will not go out and do something. You will not do something. You will be depending on another person. Whether it is your relation or a friend or whoever. Listen, depending on people for your eating or for your... It is not correct. It is not correct. Believers, let us face the truth. We are not, not just preaching uh, holiness because holiness is in the Bible. Work, hard work is also where? In the Bible. We must be holy. We must be righteous. But at the same time, we must work and work hard. Amen. When you have lack, get me that version in King James now. When you have lack, look at it. Just get King James. Okay, that you may walk honestly towards them that are without, and that you may have lack of what? L- lack. Anytime you are lacking money, you want to, to eat, there's no money. You want to transport yourself to Sunday moment of encounter, there's no money. And you are waiting for, you know, free bus. Do you know that the bus that is carrying you, that somebody is paying for it? Eh? You are waiting for them to give you money before you can come. Listen. I want you to note that something is wrong somewhere. If you are walking, you will have lack of nothing. So lack is an evidence of not walking. If you think you are walking, you are not walking enough. If you are walking enough as you are supposed to walk, by God's ordination on the principle of work, you will lack nothing when you are walking. Those of us in full time, if you are walking doing what God has called you to do. Listen, even if men are stingy to give to you, God will raise a help from somewhere. And just to make sure that his servant that is walking doesn't go hungry. is a God of justice. Believers, this is a challenge. We must rise up to walk. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 said, you should not just walk to have what to eat. You should walk to have excess to give. Let's read it together. One to go. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him what? Labor. Listen, when he say let him that steal steal no more, 
is referring to some of us. You are not paying for what you are consuming. Let's say you are living in a yard, you are living with somebody, and you are not paying your own portion of the house rent. You are not paying, you know, listen, you know, things are hard. Will you admit that things are hard? Will you admit that things are hard? Now, even now, it has become harder. Am I correct? Now, listen, I don't want to, maybe I will prophesy to you today, and you will say, and thunder, amen. But listen, you need to get down to work. Some of you, the work you are going to do now will be extra work than what you are doing before. One of our sisters that came for counseling, I was challenging her. I said, don't relax with what you are doing. You are working and they are paying you salary and the money is feeding you, paying your house rent and um, doing some other things for you. You need to work because there is somebody to give. Look at it. He said, let him labor, working with his hand, the things which is good, that he may have to give. You may have to give. Some of you now, when we say, come and appreciate God for this week, you say, I don't have to give. Not having to give is an evidence that you are not working enough. Talk to your neighbor for God's sake. Say, neighbor, if you don't have anything to eat, if you don't have enough to pay your house rent, if you don't have enough to pay your neighbor bill, your water bill, you know, sorry, let me break it. We lived in Anambara for some years before we come to Enugu. In Anambara, there is no water bill. Eh? But when you come to Enugu, you will meet what? Water bill. And then, continue to say, Nebo, please, don't be distracted. Just follow me. <laughs> Nebo, you don't have enough to transport yourself to the presence of God. You don't have enough to give to God and appreciate God then you are not working or you are not working enough. We should walk to the point of having surplus to give to others. To those in need, there are widows that you are better than. Their husband died and left three, four, five children for them. And they are struggling. Excuse me, you need to have to give them. You are not a widow. You are a full-fledged, healthy person. I challenge you in the name of the Lord to walk to have something to give to the orphans, the poor, those that are in need. Walk extra hard. Paul said in Acts 20, verse 32, down. He said, I have coveted, start from verse 33, coveted no man's savor. I have coveted no man's savor or gold or apparel. Some of us, once you see somebody's, yeah, say, I claim this in the name of Jesus. I claim this in the name of Jesus. That's covetous. There's nothing like claiming there. It's covetousness. Eh? I claim this. In, hi, this, this, you say you are confessing faith. Which faith? Eh? This person has walked. And by, by God's help and grace, he has been able to have this. And now, you are coveting. Paul say, I covet no man's savor apple. Move on. You yourself know that these hands 
have what? Ministered unto this year, this English is too too big. Get NIV. Ministered unto my necessities. Eh? Yes. You yourself know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs. How can you be a full-fledged person and you say that eh, eh, things are hard? You cannot. No, 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 no. Enough of that. Even students, students, you can still work. You can still work as a student. There are students that are working, paying their school fees, working, even sending money to their parents. Am I saying the truth? Yes. yes. He said, these hands have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who are with me. So he has something to give to people. Was it not First Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 that said, if any man cannot provide for his own family, he has denied the faith. He's no longer, he said he's worse. He's worse than unbeliever. He said, but if any, any, not even any man, because women will go and hide now. If any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has what? Denied the faith and is worse than unbeliever. Everywhere in the scripture you see walk, walk, walk. Where did we get this, this, this culture of wake up in the morning, you say you are doing quiet time, 10 o'clock, you are doing quiet time. Eh? By 11 o'clock you enter into chanting. Then from there, you, you, you say let me have small, small rest. You sleep off after two hours, you say let me go and visit people. And when you visit people, instead of telling them that you are, you are lazy and you are hungry, you want to eat, you start encouraging them in the, in the, in the Lord their God. Hoping that before the encouragement, they will bring food for you to eat. Enough of that. Listen, even those of us who are in this kind of contract work, you say, I don't have contract for this period. You have to train yourself. Train yourself such that in the days that you don't have contract, you are occupied working. There are many things to do. I used to advise them you are a plumber, you are an electrician, you must, you know, their contract comes in seasons. So when the season comes and you make some money, start a business around that particular thing you are doing. A plumber can start a plumbing shop, plumbing material shop. So when you get a, a, a contract, you can buy from yourself. Be wise. People of God, it's time to work and advance the kingdom. Listen, we need to work to have something to give. Eh? We need to work to have something to advance the kingdom. I observed that when Jesus was talking to the disciples in Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25, he said to them that the best of the air, they don't um, sow, they don't reap, and yet your heavenly father is feeding them. The lily of the valley, they are not walking, and yet your heavenly father is clothing them. Now the question is, why will we walk? He said, because he said, we are of more value than these things. So you should not worry about what to eat, what to... So why do we need to walk? We need to walk in verse 33. He said, to be able to advance the kingdom. Seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. By walking, you will get what it will take to be able to advance the kingdom. Will it be a crime if you will be the next person that will give us another boss? If you will be the person, next person that will, you know, get something to advance the kingdom, to preach the gospel to places? 
Some of the brothers, some of the brothers I know in this labor that God is using to do things, to bring money, these are hard workers. They work day, they work night. And that's how they get what they give. I don't know. See, every mentality of idleness is cast out of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Reject it. It's not from God. Eh? Reject it. This idea of a uh, uh, man of God prophesy. Uh, in, in one more time, you are going to be a millionaire. How? Okay, even if the, mil- the million come, do you know that even if that million come and you are not working, you will not be able to maintain it. It will go. That's why the Bible said in Proverbs 13, 11, it said, when a, a wealth, get it for me, wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. Get it from, get it from another version. Wealth, get, uh-oh. <laughs> are you noticing something there? I love this version. Wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly what? Disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Thank you, media, for this powerful version. Eh? They say, bring uh, uh, 30,000 naira. After one month, it will become 60,000 naira. After another one month, it will become, and you put 30,000 naira and you are idle, hoping. After two times, the money, both the capital and everything, they will carry it and run away. Because they know that the lazy doesn't want to work. So they will use such kind of get-rich-quick schemes to entice you and carry the one that you have collected. That was why a brother told me that the money he saved throughout youth service, they are paying him, he was saving throughout youth service. When he finished saving it, he also got from his brother and carry everything and invest into, I think he said forest or so. Forest is not, is not if you know how to do it, but you know this kind of thing. He said when he invests into, into that, zero naira he came out with. Zero naira. He became poor. Some of you, you have entered into such trap. They say, come and put money here. Uh, you will have this and that. You will not want to work. Eh? You will not want to work. You are just looking. And before you know it, the money will just go. It's time to... Listen, any, anybody you see that is always interested, somebody come and tell you, eh, there is eh, something you will put your money. And after one week, the thing will rise and all of that. And you are interested in that. That's a, 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 a spirit of laziness. A spirit is against the. He said, "You will eat the labor of your hand, the labor of your hand. Where is the labor of your hand in that thing you, you want to eat?" God will help the church in the name of Jesus Christ. We need to have to give to those that we are supposed to honor. What do you think if your mother, if your father calls you and say, I don't have money to eat? You will tell her what? You are healthy. You will tell her that you don't have money. For what? But you are healthy. Some of us, pride will not allow you to do work that we, I don't know. Say you are a graduate and, and, and so what? You are a graduate but you are hungry. Eh? A hungry graduate, you will not want to do a work that will get something to your hand. Paul was he not a barrister? 
What is the connection between a barrister and going to the forest and cutting achara and coming back and, and, and making tents? A well-educated barrister from the best school in Jerusalem. And yet, he was working with his hands. And let me challenge some of us who think that we are civil servants. You will go to work and from morning, 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock, you will join unbelievers in gossip, idleness, and sleeping and dozing in the office. Enough of that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can make bead. Eh? You can, you can learn how to make sweater. In that, in that time, other people are using to tell stories. And supply to schools, private schools. You can get something, let's learn a skill. Learn a skill and use it. You must do beyond. Listen, we define hard work. A work that is hard on you. Now ask yourself, this one you are doing, is it hard on you? Eh? And you know some people, just a little walk like that, they will just say, hey, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to rest. God never rested until he finished his work. Eh? You are, you, are, you are selling in the market and some time in the market customers are not coming. What are you doing with that time? You can use that time. Think. Pray. Say to the Lord, I don't want to be idle at this time. When I was working as a civil servant at LD, there were a lot of idle time. Some of us that are civil servants, you know what I'm talking about. More than 80% of civil service, they don't have serious work to do. It is occasionally when there is a, you know, like my wife then that are working in student affairs of the university. It is maybe when the students are coming for hostel allocation and all of that's when work will become just a seasonal something. Then even at that time, you see discussion, gossip, people with, with all kinds of talk. It was in those days, some of the Bible studies we are enjoying in discipleship today, that was when I was preparing it. That was when I was working because I know that as a minister, I will have to walk and be able to feed the people of God. You see some, some ministers, you will not labor to get the word from God, prepare to deliver quality message to God's people. No, even in the minute. That's why sometimes when you go to some churches, go to some programs, you see a man of God, he will come, he will be telling you how much his shoes are. He'll be telling you how he traveled to uh, Australia. How is that part of the word of God? So why would that come in? This person did not prepare anything. I mean, when I know that I'm going to stand before God's people, I know that I have a work to do. I will get in. I will read. I will study. I will meditate. I will pray to come out with something that will bless God's people. When you are a hard worker, you, are, you, you will become a blessing to others. Some of us, even what you are doing, what you are doing, you say you are a teller. Somebody will give you a cloth to sew. And you, you, when, I, when will I get this cloth? He said, in one month time. Oh, no, in one week time. One week will turn to one month. One month will enter two months. In fact, that was the case where somebody who gave a teller a brother tell a cloth to sew. He's now begging the person, please return the cloth now, please. Just don't sew again. Please, may I have my cloth again? That is why I prefer an unbeliever that can deliver to sew than a believer that is, I mean, 
Why can't you walk like God? You have a cloth to sew and you are sleeping. God walked day and night for six days before he rested. He, he only slept when he finished the work. You are a teacher. To make lesson notes is a problem. Eh? And you'll be telling stories before your, 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 maybe your principal or your headmistress or headmaster. You can't, you know, some of you say, I don't, I, I don't like teaching. I don't like, t-. what do you mean by that? So what do you like? After three years, you are not working. You don't like teaching. You are still praying to know what to do. Uh, uh, no, this one is not prayer again. Something else is wrong. May God help his people in the name of Jesus Christ. We advance the kingdom by, by, by hard work. It's when you work, you have something to give. And listen, God has made it clear that his blessing can only come, come upon the work of your hand. He said, I will bless. That, get me Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. 28, verse 12. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from the rich treasure in heaven, and he will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations. You will never be, have need to borrow. He will bless the work of your hand. Get it from King James. He will bless and to bless all the work of your hand. Listen, pay attention to this scripture. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven, to give rain unto your land and to bless. He's not blessing you. What is he blessing, please? Where is it? Where is it? Oh God, bless me, bless me. The blessing will not come upon you. It will come upon what? The work of your hand. And when that blessing comes, you will learn to... You will not be a borrower. The rate of debt among God's people is alarming. Eh? You will borrow from this person. You will settle this person that is disturbing you. You will go again and borrow from another person. Because you will not want to do something. Is somebody getting challenged today? Listen, don't go and hide. You may say you are working. Just ask yourself, what I'm doing, is this solving my problem? If it's not, you are not working enough. Something needs to be done more. Amen. Now, the last blessedness I want to share before I will ask us to pray is that hard work is God's prescribed way to wealth, greatness, and influence. Let's read some scriptures quickly from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Let's read it together. One to go. He became it poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent make it rich. Another version. Let's read. One to go. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Let me ask your neighbor. Are you a lazy person or a hard worker? Eh? You wake up in the morning and there was one uh, pain, just small pain by your side. Say, eh, I don't think I'll go to work today. That is pain. Because you are hoping to borrow from somebody. Eh? Lazy people, they are so- soon. Are you noticing soon? Very soon. Hard workers get rich. Now, there are some of us, 
you are lazy with the Bible. How many word of God is in you? Eh? If they ask you now to come and quote the Bible correctly, maybe two or three scriptures, many of us will say many things here that are not in the Bible. The Bible said uh, somewhere, eh? around proverb, near lamentation, at the junction of Psalm, that God help those who help themselves. Number one is that that thing is not in the Bible. Eh? You are too poor in the knowledge of the word of God. You don't know. You can't, you can't read. You can't meditate. You can't even take time on the word of God. You can't work hard with the Bible. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 23. He said, in all labor there is profit. In all labor. Let's read it together. One to go. In all labor there is what? Profit. But the talk of the leaves tended to penury is extreme poverty. Get it from another version. Work brings what? Profit. But mere talk leads to eh, I will work. I will plan. In fact, there's a work I'm expecting. Excuse me. Go and work today. Eh? Go start work. Enough. See, it's time to start giving people money. Eh? The need. People you are supposed to give to. Some of us, you can't give even to people that God is using to bless your life. It's in the Bible. He said that he that receives the word should share all good things. Is it not where you have good things that you will share? So we even come to borrow from the man of God. When the man of God finish feeding you spiritually and everything, you will still come back and say, man of God, I need money. Hi! Instead of you, Paul said, if I have sold spiritual seed among you, I am supposed to leave material. Chapter 9, 1 Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 11. Thank you. Since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled a harvest of food, physical food and drink? Paul was asking the Corinthians. But when you, you if you expect harvest of physical food after sowing spiritually from some people, Ah, you, will, you yourself will die of hunger. Because they are even expecting you, after you finish preaching, to also give them, you will give them transport money to come and listen to preaching. You also give them transport money to go back and give them money, the one they are going to use to eat for that week. Ah, ah. Let me tell your neighbor, ah, ah. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Proverbs 12, 24. Let's read together. One to go. Walk hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Talk to your neighbor. Neighbor. Walk hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Every lazy person will be a slave. Your landlord will come and say, Pack out now! You know, there are some landlords that they are monitoring the date that your house rent will expire. Ah, very careful landlords. A, a day to the time he will give you a lot. Remember, it's tomorrow. I don't want story. And then, very early morning tomorrow, he will come and knock. Uh-huh, what are you still waiting for? Oh, God, but it's still early in the morning now. Early what? 
Today is the date you are saying early morning. Pay your house rent or so. You'll be talking, saying you are believing God, you are doing this, you are doing that for one year. Check your work. God has given you energy, giving you everything. Do you know that we have more than unbelievers? You even have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. Eh? To give you inspiration, wisdom on what to do, how to do it better. And yet, we are... Get me the last scripture we are going to read before we pray. 22-29. From King James, then New King James, and then NIV. From there we round up. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? That man shall what? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before me men. Listen, seeth a man, a, not a believer. Some of us are believers, but the way you answer unbelievers, sa, 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 you collect, ah, ah, because you will not be diligent. We are supposed to, to, to be controlling the economy as people of God. He said, when you see a man, the law is universal. Whether he's an unbeliever. That's why unbelievers, when they are diligent, you see them, they excel. They produce. They are standing before kings. Now listen, if you want to know whether you are a diligent person, you are working hard, check the people that you are serving. The people, you say you are a teller. How many people are you sewing their clothes that, are, that, that is a king? Eh? You are a hairdresser. Can the governor's wife come and sit down in your saloon the way it is looking? You are cooking food. You are doing restaurants. Excuse me. The way your restaurant is, the gutter that is by the, by the entrance that is smelling. I mean, the kind of flies inside. Can a senator come there and sit down and eat? See it, a man diligent in his business. Get me in a new King James. He will not stand before me men. Do you see a man who excels in his work? Excellence. Next Sunday, I'm going to continue achieving excellence through hard work. That's the topic. The Lord gave me today's topic and gave me next Sunday's own. Achieving excellence. Do you see a man that excels in his work? How do you know that you have excelled? Look at the people you are driving. You say you are a driver. Eh? Who are you carrying? Who are you carrying? Can you be a driver to even a local government chairman? Eh? You are a barber, you bab. But how does people, you know, there is a place I went, I, I used to bab before. When you put your head under that man, you just have to, you know, be praying that. <laughs> because after babbing, your hair will under, under pain. And tomorrow the person will say, I don't know why people are not coming, I don't know why customers are not coming to buy from me. Eh? Check your attitude, check your character, check the, the things around you, the way you do things. Is, is, is that excellent? He will stand before kings, he will not stand before unknown men. How many people know the people you are carrying in your keke? I'm talking to keke riders. Eh? <laughs> God will help us in Jesus' name. John chapter 9 verse 4. Let's rise on our feet as we read John chapter 9 verse 4. It was Jesus that was speaking in this place. What did he say? I must walk the works of him 
that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can walk. Lift up your right hand and say what Jesus said. Want to go? I must walk the walks of him that sent me. While it is day, for night cometh. When no man can walk. Say I must walk. Whether I like it or not. Whether I feel like it or not. Whether people around me like it or not. I must walk. Day and night. Laboring and toiling. I must walk to have something to eat. Pay my house rent. Give to those in need. Give to those I'm supposed to honor. Have to advance the kingdom. No excuse again. All the excuses I have, I kill it today. Lord, give me grace. And let your grace provoke me to work harder. Prayers in the name of Jesus. In the next one or two minutes, can you pray? Ah. Le casando canda la bashanda. Lente le poshando canda. Give me grace to walk hard. Rando canta la bashente le posondo. Landa la bashanda rabasanda. Lente le poshando canda la basanda. Close your eyes and pray. And pray well. Repent from the sin of laziness. You are not doing enough. You are not doing enough. When you see some widows laboring to train their children, laboring day and night to train their children, send them to school, they will carry their baby in the back and they will say, carry, you know, catch you not. And some of us are giving excuses. You don't have transport money to come for discipleship. You don't have food to eat. You are borrowing here and there. You are not, you are not excellent in your work. You will tell somebody, come and carry your car as a mechanic to, today. That day you will go away because you know that that car is not rich. Enough is enough for laziness. I must walk the walk of him that sent me. There is a work to do. I must expand this business. I must walk day and night, laboring and toiling. Walk is not a punishment. Walk is the purpose of God. For us, even in redemption, believers rise up and walk. Walk harder. Walk harder. Walk harder. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you for your word. We receive grace to be doers and not hearers only. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast and YouTube channels at Chidebele Uteze. For testimonies, counseling and prayers, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 80 
and you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.